So welcome, this is Yin Young, um, episode number 25. Today we have no guests, but we are going to catch up on things and uh, talk about what's on our minds lately. Yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, so anything on your mind lately, uh, Dan? Uh, just a new TV season, mostly. I'm trying to catch up. haven't been able to catch up because I've had house guests, so I can't watch a lot of shows. Okay, uh, like what, what shows have been piquing your interest lately? Uh, I started watching Star Trek Discovery. Just kind of so-so about that. Watched the Orville. Still kind of so-so, but more than... It's better than Discovery. Uh, Blackish <laughs> just started, which is pretty good. Uh, Wait, what what, what new shows? Huh? Blackish started again, or...? Yeah, Blackish started, and they did a pretty good take on Hamilton with the first episode with lots of singing. Oh, nice. And, okay. Yeah. They spent a lot of money on set design, so it's kind of crazy. <laughs> I'm actually going to see Hamilton later this month. Uh, you already saw it, right? Or later next month. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I did see it. I saw it in San Francisco. It was pretty good. Dang. So wait, so the only reason you were in San Francisco was mainly for Hamilton, or? Yeah, because... Wow. Yeah, my wife really wanted to watch it, and uh, her sister was able to get tickets. I think her sister went crazy as far as... Uh, waiting online to get those tickets. Oh my gosh. She, yeah, she was clicking, clicking it. And she got a bunch. She got like six of them or something like that. Damn. Well, you can my resell that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my cousin's wife, she bought a bunch of tickets too for the LA show. She got two like really, really good seats that she was going to sell yeah. in order to fund the other seats. <laughs> yeah. That You could... All right, yeah. I guess there's a market for that. Um I wonder if there's people you can pay. Like, did she she wait in the virtual line, right? Not the physical yeah. line. Okay, yeah, the yeah. virtual line. Yeah, because I remember as a uh, as a production assistant one time, or like as a, a intern one time. Uh, yeah, I had to go in line virtually for like some sort of. I think it was like to get uh, some sort of registration of of rooms or something like that, and. Uh, it was just interesting like you, anyone who has a production house is basically they have so many people and so many computers that they they could like if you have a company you could literally like employ your employees to like do that and just buy all, all the seats i guess or something like that so i wonder if people do that um yeah i think there's probably some companies that like they they buy a bunch of seats and maybe they resell it i don't know i'm sure there's a market yeah. for that yeah I'm sure that's what happens with Barry's tickets and Ticketmaster and StubHub. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's cool. Uh, I just watched. Uh, so yesterday I watched me and me Earl and the Dying Girl. I, I think I, I texted you. I messaged you about it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. It got me. It got me kind of in a funk. Um, uh, I guess. Yeah. We can get into that a little bit, but. Uh, I mean, we've talked a little. We've talked about this before. We've talked about death. We've talked about regrets. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, and it, it, it may, maybe I'll maybe I'll just go into maybe more detail, I guess, or more specific, if that's okay with you. Or yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I guess where can I start the story? Uh, so, huh. Uh, yeah, so one of the last times I met with my friend, um, what, what should I call him? Let's call him, uh, <laughs> um, 
I'm trying to think of a good name. Let's call him a. Uh, let's let's call him like let's call him Reggie, okay? Okay. My friend, my friend Reggie, all right. Uh, okay. And um, so my friend Reggie, uh, he was you know diagnosed with uh, cancer. Uh, it'd be back you know seven years ago f- from today. So. Uh, and he lived with it for for six years, right? And um, and to- like the last time where he was more fully conscious, I mean, the last time I saw him when was when he was on his deathbed, right? And uh, he, well, well, I, you know, I, I mean that I guess that's the best term for it. The hospital de- hospital bed, and he was kind of going in and out of consciousness, you know. Um, but what was I gonna say? So, but before that, um, I before that uh, he we met like uh, uh, in January, I think. I want okay. Let's say January, January two thousand sixteen, or late December two thousand fifteen. Anyways, um, these times might be messed up, but. I met with him, like I said, hey, is it cool if I come over? He's like, yeah. And at that point, he couldn't really move much, right? So I just came down. It was Super Bowl. Oh, Super Bowl, I think it's December, right? Anyways, uh, we're watching the Super Bowl. And, <laughs> and like, I, I, I don't, you know, I know you, you and Theo, uh, who was our last guest, like, you guys care about sports. I didn't really, you know, I don't really care about sports. So, like, when my friend who was in the bed, like, he asked me, so, yeah, who are you rooting for for the Super Bowl? I'm like, uh, I don't really care. <laughs> and I don't know. He's like, oh, because um, I was mainly there just to hang out with him, right? right. I, maybe maybe I should have been a little bit more tactful about it. I don't know. Anyways, um, towards that last time that I was talking with him, he mentioned that I should check out me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. Uh, he had downloaded it somehow, and um, he was trying to get it to me through a laptop, right? Um is everything okay? It sounds like there's like some sounds going on that side or uh I don't know. There's my dryer. Is <laughs> that your dryer? Yeah, let me close the door. Oh, okay. Anyways, continue. Yeah, yeah. So, uh what happened was uh we were getting um trying to get the file off his laptop so we were trying to find his laptop he he's bed he's bedridden so he can't really help so he had to ask his mom to come over and i i was helping look kind of look for it eventually we found the laptop right and then with the laptop tell me like have you heard this story did i tell you this story before not yet i don't think so okay yeah so um and we're trying to find so i eventually found the folder of his of his movies um so we found me earl and dying girl and then i was trying to get it onto my my usb stick but for some reason, my stick cannot read it. So I formatted, I, I formatted it. I copied everything over, and then I formatted it with my laptop to like NTSF or a, a more, you know, legit, like a more uh, another file system. And I still couldn't copy it over. And I was just like, oh fuck! And I was look, looking up online. So basically, the last moments that I had with my friend while he was fully conscious was us trying to like get this movie this you know this movie download onto my usb stick and i was trying to he's like hey you should call up um 
let's call him Stan. Let's call. Hey, you should call up Stan and say, ask him, you know, for for help on. And I was like, no, I was really stubborn. You know, I was like, no, I'm, you know, I've worked for, you know, I worked for like a, a big, you know, Fortune 500 tech company before. I'm like, no, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can troubleshoot this. And uh, I was like, hey, can I download like a software? He's like, uh, no. And I'm like, please. And eventually, he's like, okay, fine. Try to download software. Eventually, I couldn't get the, the movie onto the stick. And when I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna probably buy it and, and watch it. He's like, okay, cool. Uh, that's fine. And then we just hanged out some more. I got some Jamba Juice. Came back and gave him some Jamba Juice, and we hanged out some more. And then he, his mom came and hanged out, and I got the feeling like, you know what? I'm kind of over. You know when you have like a sick friend or something like you don't know how long to stay really you know like before you overstay your welcome I guess because I'm just like hanging out so I'm like okay his mom's and you know what's cool is like I saw his interactions with his mom like before when he was like fully healthy like he wasn't the mo he wasn't like the nicest person to his mom sometimes <laughs> I'm sorry okay. to say that to about right he he'd be like mom no come on we just uh let me you know we're just just some friends or whatever kind of like that like you know kind of like this the you know I I've, I've done that myself to, towards my mom a bunch of times right like oh come on mom like when she's trying to nag me or something like that but what's interesting is that their relationship because like. It's kind of reverted back to like when, you know, when you're like a baby, like you basically she really has to care for him or else he will die, right? Because he's right. like bedridden and, you know, needs sustenance. So, and for some, you know, what's cool is that towards that last moment is that he had this really warm uh, conversation with his mom. They're, they're laughing about something about the football. And I was just like, wow. And my friend would just seem like so much more mature. And um, I asked him, like, hey, is there, like, anything you want to do? Like, do you want to, like, maybe we can film something? Like, I can film something and you want to know, you want to... And he's like, no, um, no, it's cool. Don't worry about it. I don't really feel like I have anything really left to do. I'm like, so, I mean, do you think you're going to beat this? He's like, I'm not sure, you know? Like, he was real, real talk. And, like... I asked him like kind of straightforward and I don't know if this was the best question but I was like have you thought about you know preparation right like funeral stuff and what to leave right right and uh, he's like they gave me the papers but I'm kind of too tired to fill it out you know I was like okay I mean like did you need someone to help fill it out he's like no I mean it's fine don't don't worry about it whatever so and he's like you know i don't really have any regrets uh and i was like okay that's cool man and i mean so that i'm, I'm glad i get that i had that conversation with him and then uh then I, I left and uh then two months later um he passed away and uh between that time you know i i did i just saw you know, the only I only saw that me or on the dying girl like yesterday, and there's another movie about cancer. Was it Fault uh, Fault of My Stars? Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen that one. Is that is that worth watching? Is that good? That one's actually a pretty good movie. Okay, it's, a, it's definitely a, a girl movie because it's about love and stuff like that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, do you know the story? It's about like I guess they both have cancer and then they they have like a a trip together or something like that. Yeah, because uh, the girl. No spoilers, has... but yeah. <laughs> what's that oh yeah no stories yeah um she she more or less uh 
kind of has like a bucket list. She has like this author she really wants to meet. Yeah, yeah. In person. And huh. uh, they 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 try to go meet this guy. That's cool. Um, yeah, there's a, there's another movie, Fifty Fifty. Oh yeah, yeah, we so my friend and I, while he was still you know able, the, when Fifty Fifty came out, he could still walk and drive and stuff. So we watched that together, um, and he had the same kind of cancer too. He's like Ewing sarcoma, right? So um, yeah, and uh, I think that that it, it was interesting in that movie is that he. Uh, he beats it right um right yeah so maybe in my mind i had this kind of for some weird reason even though i saw that my friend was very sick he was very thin he was bedridden i was like in some like some like uh deep part like some part of me really wanted to believe that he could beat this that this is just uh transitory right um, right this stage and uh and you know, I should have you know, and uh, you know, getting back to the uh, the the topic of regret, you know, I probably should have watched that movie because like uh, me and Earl and the dying girl movie because in that movie, not, it's not really a spoiler, but um, the girl's dying of leukemia, and uh, and basically he someone gives him the main character Greg an idea that oh you guys should make a movie for her and he really like struggles to make the movie. Um, but I, I think maybe, so here's a couple ideas that, so like, why did my friend want me to watch that movie? I mean, I thought maybe, oh, now that I watched it the other day, it's like, oh shoot, maybe I should have made a film for him or something. Maybe, but the thing is about my friend, uh, Reggie is that he's, he's not very, he's not needy, you know, he's not, he's not, he doesn't, he never really. He, he he always he um he's always a very giving person you know like with like the christmas presents and stuff he was always like very thoughtful but he right. himself never like seemed to ask for much right um and uh it, like it was always like he didn't want like we th- we threw like we had like these yearly um christmas parties at his place and hanged out with him and he never really like he he before when he was what well, when he was well he he helped host it right and then when he yeah. wasn't well like the other friends who were living up there or cuz sometimes I was not you know living in that area they they say hey James can you make it out and i remember like that year i drove up from los angeles to to uh to just basically just join the uh christmas party was my and see him and my family of course but um so I, what i'm trying to say is that um so I don't I don't know if it is maybe he was hinting like hey James maybe you should make a movie. like I don't think he was maybe he was hinting I don't know uh, but I, another takeaway I think is maybe that uh, a good part about that movie and I I don't know about Fault of Our Stars because that's a movie he watched as well I guess it's like if you have cancer like I guess you should watch all those cancer movies maybe it's makes you feel like empathetic or or makes you feel maybe better I don't know um, but he told me also like check yeah uh, maybe he's because in in all these films, I'm pretty sure Fifty Fifty, Fault of Our Stars, and Me and Earl of Dying Girl, it's like, how do the people the people who are not well, I mean, put the people who are well and able, how do they deal with someone that they they love is not is, is terminally ill, I guess, right? 
Right. And that's kind of something, um, you know, like I always, uh, I think that, you know, I could have done a little bit more, you know? Uh, after I watched that movie, I had to call my friend, my, my, my other friend, Stan, he was there when, um, when Reggie passed away and, uh, you know, he, the, the couple days before he told me over the phone, Hey, yo, James, maybe you should drive up. Right. Um, cause, cause he had, he went to the hospital cause of, uh, he had an episode. Um, and, and it was like, uh, Thursday, he called me and said, "Oh, he's in the hospital." I'm like, "Oh, damn!" So I, we, so I, I talked to my friend Reggie over the uh, school chat, and uh, it was, um, uh, it was, yeah, he seemed okay. We was like, he's like, "Yeah, I'm good. It's fine." I'm like, "Yeah, you know," because I, I was in class at the time, and I, just, I took the call because it's real, you know. And I was like, I stepped out of class and I took the call. I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, hey, if you need me to drive up, I'll drive up now. He's like, no, don't worry. And then on Saturday, when I was getting like Bobo with some friends, my friend Stan called me and said, hey, uh, you might want to drive up. I'm like, oh, shit. Because, you know, my because I talked about it in the last, last, ep- well, a couple episodes ago, but the fucking Ford Focus, right? <laughs> at, yeah. At this point, this car is, is, is uh, like, you know, it's still, it's still, still moves, but... I wouldn't trust it for like a long ass drive, but I freaking, yeah, I, 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 I did it. I, I, I drove up with that Ford Focus that night, um, overnight. Um, and I got there around, uh, I left around like what midnight ish or something. I got there around six ish or something in the Bay area. Um, and, uh, this was coming from like San Gabriel Valley too. Cause I was in San Gabriel or no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but I was kind of like driving a little fast, but I was getting kind of tired. What, what kept me up was I was watching these videos about death by, um, this, this one philosopher, Shelly Kagan. Um, he's like, he had does this yell talk. I just found it on YouTube. I was like, okay, might as well listen to this. And, <laughs> and he was talking about, you know, death in a very logical point of view or whatever. But, um, anyways, I, the reason I share that is, uh, Sometimes I have to remind myself that I did do things, you know. I I, I think that uh, I, it always feels minuscule to like the the eternity of death, right? It's like how can we make this person a little bit happier before they pass, right? Um, and um, I don't know. Do you? Yeah. Uh, I mean. Uh, I mean, have you ever had a similar experience or anything like that? So uh, uh, to finish the story, I, I drove up, I got there, and luckily by the time I got there, he was still alive, and he 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 was alive for um, f- uh, for a few more days, and he like one of the nurses there said said to my friend and to us is like, wow, this is like the most people like that I've seen a patient have before. This is the most visitors I've seen a patient have before, right? Cause he had family there for a lot of friends. Like some of these friends, they 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 don't even like hospitals. They came out to visit, right? And uh, uh, and there was like there were friends that hated each other that came and visited him, him. You know, like different different groups, like high school groups or different like you know uh, rivalries or uh, we, we all came out because he he connected us, right? And I remember. Right. And then he he said, "Hey, I want to talk to um, let's call her uh, 
let's call her Kate. He's like, I want to call Kate. I want to talk to Kate. I was like, oh shit, does anyone have Kate's number? And actually, I was the only one. I was the only one present at that time who had Kate's number. So I called Kate, and dude, my friend like Reggie, like what? This is like this is like really speaks to his character, man. Like, uh, he's like, hey, Kate. And so I got Kate on the phone, and 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 he's like, and I said, hey, hey, uh, Reggie, here here's Kate, right? And then and and she, and he's like, uh. uh and she's like, oh, hey, how's it going? She's a very cheery, you know, bubbly person, right? And he's like, hey, it's, uh, hey, I just want to say that, hey, Kate, um, I just want to say, like, you've been a really good friend, you know? And because Kate was, like, in the in the Midwest somewhere living there or, like, in the, living in the South, actually. And, um, and she's like, oh, well, I hope you get better. And then my friend, Reggie, he's like, uh, I don't know. I think this is it. <laughs> because <laughs> before this before the call he was kind of going in and out of consciousness but when he got the, my friend Kate our friend Kate on the phone he became like fully aware fully conscious like hey Kate I just want to let you know that you've been a good friend you know yeah yeah and they started chatting like hey it's been good and then she wanted to talk some more but he was getting kind of tired and he's like okay alright um thank you and she's like thank you I hope you're gonna get better and you know so um but he knew i mean he knew and then when i left the that sun late sunday night uh i was trying to make it back monday morning and then uh yeah monday morning he passed and uh i got the message i i was able to get home like that late that night on sunday night almost early monday morning and I, I slept a couple hours and then I checked my, uh, we had like this group, we had this group, uh, G chat going. And then my friend, uh, Stan was there and he said, oh yeah, um, you know, he passed. And I, you know, at the time I didn't really feel, uh, I didn't really, I felt kind of numb cause I, I knew it was going to happen for some reason. I, I like, before I left, my last words to him was like, I, you know, I was, I, I don't know. Tell me what you think, but I was, I was kind of like. You know, <laughs> I felt like I was kind of overstaying my, like, I said, hey, hey, man, um, I'll be back. And he's like, okay, uh, he wasn't really, he was like, kind of like going in and out. And I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do. So I said, hey, uh, I, uh, I love you. And I, I don't know, I kissed him on the cheek. I don't know if he liked that or not. But um, anyways, I, I, and then that was my, la my last thing to him. And then uh, I drove down and then the next morning he passed. And uh, that day I had to, I went to work and that night I went to class, right? So during work, I was just like feeling kind of numb. Like all that through that day, I just felt a little bit numb. And then something hit me like as I was leaving work, it was like, oh shit. Um, I can't really have much conversation. I can't really have a conversation with this, with Reggie anymore. And what was great was that I, I, I told one of my coworkers who, who went through a similar experience I, and I found out. And uh, he 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 really is like, hey man, I I I've been there. Like my friend, I like uh, he told me a story about how he didn't invite a friend to a barbecue, and I think that friend was hurt by it because I guess there was other people at the group in the group who didn't really want him coming or whatever. And then like that friend passed, uh, you know, not too long after, and he really regrets that. And I I was really glad that he shared that story with me. 
um, and then um, I just remember I was like on my way to In and Out because I was getting I, I didn't get didn't, I didn't really eat that much all day, and uh, shit like uh, I just started like uh, I, I just I started like bawling, you know, with that the thing the idea is that oh never right. I guess I don't know if you if you believe in the afterlife or whatever, but for the most part, in this plane of existence, whatever right now, how we live life, I'm never gonna have that experience or and talk to this person again. You know, maybe in a different plane of experience, but I, I, who knows, right? Whatever. But like in this plane of ex- how how I'm, how I'm talking to you, you know, like uh, I'm never gonna have that again. And uh, I was I was in the drive-through of In and Out, and I was just fucking bawling. And like the guy uh, on the other end in the drive thru was like, Can I take your order? And I'm like, fucking crying. <laughs> I'm like, uh, can I get a can I get a double can I get a number one? Uh like no uh no onions <laughs> fucking uh, I was thinking, shit, do I want grilled I like I couldn't even think I was like, fuck it, I'll, let me get the onions. He's like, Do you want you should you want I like do you want onions? I was like, Yeah, yeah, just give me the onion. I'm crying. And um Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that that was that experience. Um, I mean, so I took over for a bit, but like, uh, I mean, ha- have you any had any similar experiences or know people close to you that have had similar experiences? I guess or I mean, uh, I I never had a, a close personal friend pass away. Um, I know that there was a junior high school friend. I, I I knew him because all my friends from that that eighth grade, they they were a close knit group. But I I was only there for a year, and I know that person passed away at age thirty five from. I don't know if it was liver cancer or uh, something to that effect, and but I I wasn't there. I wasn't close to him. And I don't know who he was the closest to towards the end, but yeah, I, I, the only thing, only recent deaths that hit me really hard was my uncle getting killed earlier this year. And that was only because it was so sudden. It was just very unexpected. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. When you told me about that, I was just like, what? That's. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into the details, but the the, the circumstances was just kind of, kind of, kind of insane, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Well, yeah. Um, just to go over very briefly, my my uncle is part of one of the associations in Chinatown, one of those Chinese associations where a bunch of people just sit around all day and play mahjong, and this one young guy was part of this association at one point or another came in looking for money, like more or less a handout from the president of the association. And I heard, I don't know all the details, but he apparently received some handout earlier. And he had, he was like 30s, mid-30s, early 30s. Yeah. And he was got into an argument with the president of the association. My, my uncle is like a really good friend of that guy, of the president of the association. And he just got into the argument with the guy and, and, um, the guy went to the kitchen, got a knife, and stabbed both the president and my uncle at the same time, and that was pretty much it. So yeah, it was 
it just came as a real shock to the whole family because it was so sudden. It's not one of those things that you kind of expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will tell you this. Uh, things that I learned, or something I learned <laughs> from this experience, it's not, it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just one of those things that I didn't know about. But apparently, if your family member is the victim of a murder or of a crime, yeah, to where it's like a critical uh, where they pass away or they get killed, the city will pay part of the funeral costs. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's just one of those things I, I never knew about. And I didn't think I would ever know about. And I, I should, no one should ever know about things like that. But yeah, if, if you're a family member gets killed, um, it, there's some money out there in case you need some help with funerals arrangements because uh yeah wasn't that um that was in sf right or i don't know no, you... it was in la oh shit la it... challenge okay yeah and then the association insurance covered part of the funeral cost as well i wonder if that's every major city i guess or i mean i guess it, it seemed might, might be a federal thing maybe i don't know yeah it's just uh was well, some i mean no one should ever know that, though. Yeah. It kind of sucks that kinda to sucks. even find out about it. Ugh. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, were you guys close, or...? Um, I mean, we weren't the closest, uh, but I remember growing up, I, he was always around. Yeah. So my, my dad's side of the family is pretty close in terms of, like, the uncles and stuff, and uh, he just... They're, everyone's just all around all the time at some point or another. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know... Uh, that's crazy. Like... Um, yeah, I think for me, the other... Um, for another, another death that kind of really hit me was um, my grandfather, I guess. Uh, that was... That was over 10 years ago, but I was just watching a movie the other day, uh, like the short film about a son uh, visiting his um, father. But the fa- you know, the way that it was animated short is called the Sisijotian, like 49 days. Because I guess uh-huh. in the, the Buddhist, uh, Buddhist um, uh, religious practices, I guess you, it takes like. I'll have to I have to research this, but like there's there's a certain ritual that takes place you know 49 days after the the death or something. Anyways, uh, I was watching that. Um, I was watching this 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 animated short. And I just started crying because it's about a guy who 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 didn't really take uh, who didn't visit his father earlier. You know wasn't there much you know didn't visit his father as much as he wanted to or 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 you know regrets that he didn't do so and i just remember my grandpa you know my grandpa was you know and i uh he really uh he kind of spoiled me you know like he was he's really great grandpa and my grandma as well were really great they helped raise me until and then my grandpa got sick and he went to taiwan he had to go back to taiwan um, he got really sick. I was. I remember the night he got sick. Uh, I was playing piano. I was improvising on piano, and I had this breakthrough. Like, oh my goodness! If I do something in the bass chord area with my hands, I can just play off the melody with my right hand, right? 
and uh, it was, and uh, I was like, "Well, this is fun, right?" And then late the next morning, I, I real like there's I guess there's an ambulance that came to our house, and then he had to go to the hospital, and then we had to visit him in the hospital, and it was just kind of traumatic, you know, just seeing my grandpa, who like I always thought of this much, you know, this very strong person, right? Yeah. Um, kind of, you know, he's kind of like a samurai, you know, kind of very stoic, but. Uh, but as a baby, when I was, he was so he was very very warm and loving person, um, and uh, yeah. So when he so basically there was like this eight year gap. It wasn't until I went to college that I had some money of my own that I I went to go visit him again. Right, this guy who you know, and I really regret. Like not during, like why not during high school or something? I, I should have made like it didn't have to be eight or ten, you know, eight plus years for me to see him again. I should have visited earlier because by that time he was in a wheelchair and he was getting kind of sick. He's very frail at that time um, when I went to visit him. But for some reason, I I I kind of knew I had to, you know. I don't know. Yeah. And, and a couple of months later, he passed away. So I, I'm I'm fortunate that I got to see him, right? And I remember my parents saying, "Hey James, you don't have to really go see him. I mean, because it's gonna cost you how much, whatever, how much money or whatever." And I'm like, "No, I kind of really want to go." And I had some of my own money because I was working part time, and also uh, my mom was giving me some stipend for for college. I was able to save up. I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna use this money and go go back to Taiwan and visit him." And I'm so glad I did, you know. Um, but I, 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 and the reason why there was such a big gap was also because my family was going through some financial problems at the time, and you know it's it, yeah. So I think they couldn't really afford paying for me to go fly out there. You know, I just um, some you know there's reasons for it, but still, I I, I guess my I, whenever I have regrets is always like, why didn't I do something sooner? Why didn't I do more? You know all these these questions I, I say to myself, right? But uh, kind of going back to one of our previous podcasts, I think one of the points you mentioned is kind of like, like real would would I really do anything different if it if the if I had to go through the same situation, same circumstances again? I mean, I didn't know any better at the time, right? So or I didn't, yeah, yeah I, or the circumstances were not in my favor, right? Or um, so I guess like at the end of the day is kind of like. You know, my friend. I told my like after I watched me and Earl and the Dying Girl, I called him and told him my regrets and thoughts. And he's like, you know, it's like, hey man, I understand. I forgive. You know, I'm sure, you know, Reggie would forgive you. Um, but I, I guess, and he made a really good point. Was like, but I mean, your friends, we all love you and we will forgive you. But I mean, you have to forgive yourself. You know. <sighs> yeah, and I was just, I was just thinking about that. I was so happy, like my grandpa, going back to my grandpa real quick, I, he, he wasn't like the nicest husband to my grandma, so sometimes he like, you know, because of his, you know, that, that kind of Asian patriarchy background, somebody's like, hey, you know, how come you, you know, you, you should do that fast or whatever, but what was interesting is that, um, like, as he was, you know, he was in the wheelchair, my grandma could still walk at the time, and uh, I remember I was rolling grandpa, right? And my my brother, my older brother, was there with me. He came with me. He's walking. 
I think it's either him or my aunt was walking grandma, and my grandpa told, looked up to me. He had this huge smile on his face and said, "Hey, there's grandma." And I was just like, "Wow, like it's beautiful, you know." Uh, cause uh, yeah, there's like he had so much love for her, you know. And I had a a dream recently uh, uh, about my my grandma, and I was in like uh, my aunt's place where she was staying towards the end of her life, and I started hugging her. I said, "Hey." Uh, I'm I'm glad you're here. And then I realized uh, <laughs> it actually wasn't my grandma. It was like someone that looked like her. And, and she she morphed into someone like maybe like her sister. But I don't know if she has sisters. And uh, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not her. I'm like, oh, it's okay. And I, I remember like my grandma a few years before passed, and I got sad. And then it's like, yeah, maybe I should leave. Like, <laughs> this yeah, it, it was a weird dream, but um. But yeah, uh, yeah. See, my grandpa just filled with so much happiness and love, uh, and made I don't know, made the trip worth it. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I like are, are all your family members all healthy? Your grandparents still around, or did they pass when you were a kid or something? My um. Most of my grandparents, all my grandparents, are passed away. My grandmother, the last living grandparents, passed away in two thousand eight. Okay. And I couldn't make it to her funeral in in China, but she had already had a stroke six years before that. And the last time I visited her was um right be- right after my other grandmother's funeral in Japan. And I went to my grandmother's funeral in Japan. Uh, and. The maternal grandmother in Japan, yeah, she had already been diagnosed with cancer, liver cancer, and so I visited her like six months before she passed away, and then when she passed away, I went to go visit her again. And since I was in Asia, I think I made a trip over to China real quick to go see my grandma, my paternal grandmother. Okay, yeah. And but by then, I mean she she had dementia. Um, she was drifting in and out of conscience, or like in and out of reality, more or less. She'd she'd go back in time and, and remember things that weren't <laughs> relevant anymore. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she could barely speak. But I just remembered my my youngest uncle was always able to make her laugh by saying all these. He would speak in his crazy Shanghainese, and say all these crazy things to my grandmother and yeah. he'd make her laugh but yeah I didn't get to see her but she she was definitely um, didn't have a very great quality of life uh-huh. after and she, she'd been bedridden for like by that time about four or five years oh wow and yeah so um, my my family made the decision to send her to Shanghai because uh, we could afford better care for her it was just a matter of cost my dad stayed out there he quit his job and he just watched or looked after my grandmother and that's what he did until she passed away Mm. that's good she had someone there like to make her laugh and be with her that's good 
Yeah, well, I mean, that was my uncle. Whenever he was in, he made every chance he could, every opportunity, he made a trip out to Shanghai just to visit her. Yeah. But uh, my dad, I don't think my dad is like a very humorous guy. I mean, <laughs> he might think otherwise, but he's not that funny. Oh, yeah. He's very offensive in his jokes. Okay. Which kind of explains why he's a Trump supporter. Oh, he is. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I called him out on it the last time I saw him. And my dad's, my dad is, is uh, you know, he's filled with regrets. And he regrets where he's now. He regrets a lot of things. and uh, But doesn't take responsibility for any of his decisions. And I, I, I make a point to go visit him as much as I can these days because... My dad, I, I, he's health-wise, he's, he's totally fine. But, um, well, I shouldn't say that because he had prostate cancer last year. Oh. Uh, I think the radiation and chemotherapy treatments kind of fried his brain a little bit. So he's very forgetful. Oh, wow. In any case, I asked him, do you still support Trump? I mean, after, what, nine months, ten months of president uh, of this guy's presidency? And he goes, yeah, I totally support him. <laughs> so... But we're talking about my dad who grew up in the, he was born in the 40s and grew up in the, in the 50s and 60s and still, like, he was willing to make, he would, he was willing to retell a joke about Jews to a Jew from his, that was told to him by a Jewish friend. And he thought that was, that was okay for him to tell because his Jewish friend told him that joke. Yeah, I, I made in college. I made that mistake, and it was like a joke about, you know, Nazi Germany. I'm not gonna say it now, but <laughs> it did not go over well. Um, yeah, I guess that's a that's a good rule of thumb. Don't don't tell a <laughs> don't tell a racist or uh, you know a joke joke to that particular race unless you are of that race. I guess or yeah. Well, it's <laughs> it it's it reminds me of the. Seinfeld episode where his dentist became a uh, a Jew, converted Judaism to tell Jewish jokes. <laughs> Do you remember that? Did you watch that show? I, I no. watched it. I, I've it's you know it's always on TV, right? So growing up, I would yeah. catch an episode here and there. It never, I never really stuck around to watch a, the whole season, a whole season or anything. But I, I would sometimes like, oh, it's on TV. I'll just leave it on and watch a few bits here and there. So yeah. Yeah, it, it's a pretty good. It, I I can like still reference a lot of the topics that they discussed. I mean, it, they call it a show about nothing, but in the end, they had a lot of things that they discussed, like that whole the dentist becoming Jewish, um, converting to Judaism in order to tell Jewish jokes, and Jerry Seinfeld was really offended because he's Jewish, but he was he thinks that the dentist converted to Judaism just to tell those Jewish jokes. Yeah. And nothing more. Not He doesn't really believe in the, the religion, but he became, Jerry Seinfeld became labeled anti-dentite. So <laughs> all the dentists wouldn't like see him for a toothache that he had at the end of the day. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my dad is that guy though. He, 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 oh, tells, wow. he tells really offensive jokes to that, that's are the butt of the jokes. To the people are the butt of the jokes, thinking that's okay because a friend told them. I mean, like, did you? Um, this might be personal, but like, do you feel like you've inherited that kind of complex, where like you have a lot of regrets as well, or? 
Uh, I'm sure I, I inherited a lot of it, but I think the way you deal with it is, is different. Like I, I tried. I mean, things are still going to come up every now and then. Um, decisions I've made in the past, but again, I don't think I would change anything if I went back to that time and made that decision with the information I had at that moment. Yeah, just don't know. You don't know. And yeah, it's not just inf- information, right? But it's also you're you're making decisions based on cultural upbringing like am i gonna offend anyone and I have to worry about relationships you know am i gonna burn any bridges things like that so you make all these decisions in that vacuum of what you know right then and there and based on how you're brought up you're thinking at least yeah so am i gonna offend anyone am i gonna am i gonna ruin this friendship or ruin this this business relationship if i do this yeah uh that's a good point i think that's why I think it really comes back to like forgiving yourself, right? Because, you know, I I uh, I was on this art show and one of the sayings from the show was like, you know, everyone is doing their best, right? So yeah. if if you and if you really think about it, like everyone's doing their best with, you know, I think Deepak Chopra wrote the, that everyone's doing their best with their current state of knowledge at that moment, right? And Aristotle said something similar, like as long as you try to operate with wherever you are at the best of your ability, then you have really nothing to regret. And also, like, the best of bill is also, like, with, you know, your your outlook on, like, work and or your outlook on, like, um, your value system, whatever, you know. Because, um, and the, the thing is, I, I think it might be Asian upbringing. Like, I always feel like I have to be constantly be productive or I constantly have to be, you know, do things right, you know, this perfectionism, right? And then what happens is I end up procrastinating because I have that fear of not getting it right. Or like even this podcast, like, I was like, fuck, you know, I could have started this earlier, you know, but I'm, I'm happy that we did it. And it's kind of the shape it is now because because I did procrastinate, you know, and that was part of my process was like um, finding, that mo- finding that point where the things match together where I am in my life and my maturity where I can put these things together because um, you know it, there's never enough time right for yeah. for our love for to give what we want to give and for our loved ones to receive that but there's never enough time for us to show how much we love them or for how much uh, you know like you like when my grandpa passed like it it really hit me hard, you know. Like uh, I got the call from my dad, and he was very stoic about it. He's like, you know, hey, uh, grandpa passed, and uh, but I could hear that he was hurt too, and uh, he just hanged up. And I was just like, and I just started bawling. I was sleeping, right? And I, I just started bawling, and I I, I I couldn't control it. Like so, with my friend, I was I don't know maybe because I was older. This was years later. I was numb, and all of a sudden, I just started bawling in the car. But at that moment when I was in college, when I, my dad told me, I just was like, fuck, I just, you know, and uh, it's funny. I just, I keep, I, keep I, I went to work that day as well. Maybe I should, like, whenever someone, di- maybe I should take the day off next time. I, don't, <laughs> <laughs> I should probably, yeah. yeah, because I remember going to work, I was wearing all white, kind of like as a Chinese, tra- you know, tradition yeah. you know, or Taiwanese tradition, uh uh just we're all white and um my, my friends asked me i said well um i didn't really want to get into it so i just said oh i'm just uh 
just felt like it, you know. I just felt like wearing all white today. Um, and I remember, uh, yeah, similar, like, going back to your grandma, my grandma, my paternal grandma. So this is the grandpa and grandma I'm talking about are, are my paternal side. The, um, and uh, the paternal grandma... Um, she had dementia towards the end of her life. So I remember when I visited her towards the end of her life, I, it was good because I was living in Taiwan, you know, for her, the last couple, you know, after college. So I got to spend a lot of time with her and I hear her stories about how her and grandpa met. It was great. Um, and then when I left to for the U.S. and then Australia and then came back and visited, um, she had, she was going through dementia, right? And... That got me really sad. I, I wasn't like bawling sad, but more like, oh, she was. She thought I was like a doctor. She met like fifty years ago or something like that, you know. And I was just like, oh, that's sad. And then, then maybe she'll she'll have these flicker of moments where she remember, oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you're James, and I'd, I'd be happy again, right? But it's catching those moments, um, and. Uh, you know, just like speaking to my grandma, just like her characters. Like I remember, I was napping next to her, and she's at this point she had dementia. But I remember she made sure that because we're napping in the same bed, it's a small apartment, and she made sure that she gave some of her blanket to me, even though it was hot. She didn't want to take up all the blanket. <laughs> she make sure, even though I'm not even sure if she knows who I am, you know. But she had the, just this such a sense of care, and she's like, oh, make you know, she put some blanket on me. Um, I was, I was just like, wow, this like, uh, this is my grandma's pretty awesome, you know? So, um, and, uh, yeah, she had, she had a tough life, but I think what was, what struck me was that she was always, when she was with family and friends, like towards the end of her life, she was very happy and, you know, very, you know, warm. She lived to be 97, 98, you know? Wow. Yeah. So she had a good life and uh so for her i i don't feel as sad i i wrote and i i knew this is crazy i don't know if i knew for some reason that this may or may not be the last time i saw her and i don't know this might be just me in my mind you know because after the fact maybe i'll make that connection you know but i i felt like oh damn i extended my stay in Taiwan that one time, my last time seeing her for an extra day. Cause I, for some reason I felt like, Oh, you know, I should stay an extra day. And I wrote this letter to her and my, and my dad was there in Taiwan visiting as well. And I said, Hey dad, should I give this to grandma, his mom? And he's like, yeah, you know, James, you like, this is maybe when you're in the U S you can send it, but like you give this to her now. It seems it's a little bit dramatic, right? I wrote this letter about how I really appreciated her as a kid growing up and stuff like that. I was like, okay. I was like, uh, okay. So I, <laughs> I went back to the U.S. and I spent some time with. I spent more time on the letter. And I wrote it out in Chinese in hand, with my hand, and then I mailed it out to her. And I for and I had this kind of urgency. I was living in Berkeley at the time, and my brother's like, "Oh, what are you what are you doing, James? Like at night, I'd be write, I'd spend like an hour each night to write this letter for like trying to translate, make it right, and look nice." And he's like, oh, I'm, tr I'm just I'm working on this letter for grandma. He's like, oh, that's good for you, man. And then I mailed it out, and she really liked it. It's basically saying, oh, hey, grandma, this is uh, I really appreciate you coming out to the U.S. Like, cause they spent like, like you know, when they're you know, sixties, seventies, like they spent like a ten years or worse of their life with me, right? Something like that. 
and um, yeah, they come to the U.S. from Taiwan. It's, that's not that's not easy task, right? Yeah. So, uh, and I don't think I really show my appreciation. My grandma, she's just like you know, yeah, it was it was you know uh, something I did and something she you know chose she. she it was just like not, it's not a big deal to her like it's more well it, i don't know i'm she just it's something she did right and and uh but i i've recognized that as an adult how big of a thing that is for someone so i wrote that letter and she kept reading it and my grand my aunts showed me pictures of her reading it and uh that really uh made me happy um I kind of, I, I kind of want that with everyone that I know that, and then she passed like a couple months later. But I, maybe this is so. This is me being a perfectionist again. It's kind of like, what am I doing now? Like every time there's a wedding or there's like some sort of baby shower, or whatever, I, I feel like I have this kind of desire now. And then ever since my friend passed, like I kind of want to, you know. So I, I made like a video for my friend's kid. Like you know, and for his baby, sh- and then I made um, my 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 brother got married recently, so I I gave like a, I wrote this wedding toast and I, I delivered it, um, and you know I, I still feel like it wasn't enough, but like it was enough that it's kind of like uh, I I I know this is crazy, right? But like you can die tomorrow right or everyone can die tomorrow right but that's a hard way to live you know what i'm saying to live in that fear that yeah. that um oh i should do this because i don't know if it'll ever happen again which is true but i think it should come from a place of love and like something you want to do and i think the place that i'm coming from now is that yes nothing is guaranteed tomorrow's not guaranteed right it's not promised but i just want to whatever little I can do to make the people I love in my life uh, just a little bit happier or make their reality just a little bit above the mundane or a little bit above, a little bit more magical. I, I think that makes me happy. Right. And that's something I right. want to do. Um, but I think if it comes from a place of, Oh, I should do it or else I'll hate myself if I don't, which is true too. But I think that's more of a, more of like I'm holding a gun to my head, kind of the kind of what we talked about before. But yeah, I mean, I mean, how how do you, I, I, you being the older of the two <laughs> of Yin and Young, I mean, yeah, because you mentioned before you don't really care about a legacy, and it seems that you kind of just, if if I may, if I can say for you, you just go day by day and you try not to think too much about uh, things, I guess, or think about death too much. Yeah, I, I don't worry. I, I not to say I don't worry, but I don't try to think about those things too much. That's true. Um, I'm more concerned about uh, the well-being of my kids, uh, whether or not I can provide for them. Once you have kids, it, the thought process is things change. And my one of my really close friends, he said that you don't really start becoming successful for a lot of people until you get married and have kids because then you have something to work towards not just for yourself but you kind of work harder because of that when oh. you have kids hmm. and in lots of ways it's true um i don't know if it's a korean saying or whatever but i found that to be true and, and 
I think all my friends who have kids, once they have kids, it really does become about the kids. You're, you're thinking about, oh, what am I going to do as far as where am I going to move to? I have to find a good school. What's, what classes should they be taking? Music lessons, violin lessons, whatever. Uh, what other activities should I get them involved in to just c- keep them comp- con- stimulated and not just sit at home and bored? But at the same time, I kind of think maybe sometimes they need to just sit at home and be bored and not <laughs> be bored and just learn to entertain themselves because in this day and age, I don't think a lot of people can do that anymore. Even I, I, I see myself. I'm always, when I'm standing in line, I have my iPhone or whatever and I'm reading an article or going through Google News or reading a book when I could just as easily just sit there and and shut off. But I think I have to be better about doing that in front of my kids. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's just one of those things where you just think about the kids. What am I going to do about the kids? Are they, What am I going to feed them tonight? What are they going to do for lunch? Mm. What are they going to do after school? Et cetera, et cetera. And do you think, I guess that's maybe that drive, I mean, that that drive, I guess it's biological, right? Or like, it's like you're the father and, you know, it's, it's um, yeah, you, you're, you're, this is the next generation. So, like, but at the same time, I always wonder about this for father, new fathers and mothers is that what about um, for their own self-development, their own personal goals? Do they still have, like, do you still have your own personal goals or like now everything is kind of geared towards the kids i guess or there's no way they're fully separated i guess um it becomes one and the same right because now your success also benefits them right right but on the flip side i i don't want to like sacrifice all my time to become successful at the expense of not spending time with my kids right 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 it's one of those weight, those balances, and it's kind of hard to do. Well, it's actually easy for me right now because I'm not having job offers left and right <laughs> <laughs> that that require me to spend a lot of time away from my kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, that's something I'm been thinking about. Is that maybe I'm trying to think of ways for like more, getting more passive income, I guess, where I can go pursue my my passion projects, and then hopefully, what what I do settle settle down. I do want to make sure that's that's my that's really one of my fears is that um, to pur- pursue my passions I have to sacrifice being there for my family or something and I I, I want to, I'm trying to construct the lifestyle I mean I mean I've been reading some self help books like Four Hour Work Week um, stuff like that and um, I think there are models out there that can help you but I also want to you know direct and create projects and. These are these go back to my list of regrets of like not making more, not making as much as or not putting as much creative output as I could have up by now, I guess. But you know, whatever. I I guess I I want to find a way where I can be productive, but also find that balance with family. And I don't know. It's um, I guess that's something you don't really learn how to do until you actually do it, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. there, there are a couple things, right? Yeah. Um, you could just go hardcore right now while you don't have a family to, to worry about. Yeah. That will afford you the opportunities to spend more time with your family afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know if it's true. In some ways, I kind of do, but um, I forget who said it. I don't know if it was David Cho or Kevin Smith. Uh huh. But somebody said you're probably the most creative between in your twenties. Uh huh. In your early thirties, and after that, after a certain point, you're not as creative. I forget who said it. It's <laughs> one of those guys. Yeah, David Maybe. Cho and David Chang had a conversation like that before on their on uh, DVD essay. Yeah. And maybe David Cho then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, sure it like, sounds like something, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of people who say that because I guess you don't know any better, right, in your 20s? <laughs> but yeah, if you weren't busting your ass off in your 20s, then um, you kind of like might have wasted that, that period of creativity. Yeah. Uh, and I, sometimes I feel that, but at the same time, what I'm fortunate now is that some of the opportunities I'm I get now is because of the connections I made when in my twenties, right? And right. this is the thing: you can always be busting, you can always be going harder, you can always be busting your ass more. I, I, you know, I that's something I I, I know, but I think it's finding that balance between rest and and effort, right? And making yeah. sure you get the important things done because. Because there's there's something about working super hard and spending all your time on something, or working smarter, right, and hitting those more critical things. You know, there's like yeah. the there's you know this is also going back to Tim Ferriss's you know for our work week, but like the the eighty twenty rules. Like where where where's your top twenty? Sometimes it could be even your top ten or five percent of the activities that seem the most fulfilling and most productive, and focus on that, right? Versus yeah. all the minutia, and that's something I'm trying to be smarter about. I mean, even today, I was I had the day off, and I felt like, oh, I didn't, <laughs> you know, I, I, I relaxed today. I got some things done, but at the same time, you like you said, like sometimes that's okay too. Like not getting hella stuff done. Like maybe using this as a rest period, and then, but keeping in mind that oh, um that moment where you do feel like restless or that moment you do feel like you're not being productive, then maybe that's when you have to make some changes and re-examine what you're doing and, and do those things. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta recharge. That's all there is to it. And you gotta shut off. You don't have to be stimulated 24 seven. Yeah. 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 But, uh, I, yeah, I, I came up with some ideas recently for, for um, business ideas. Oh, great! I bounced some, yeah, I bounced them off friends, but none of them. Everyone says has been kind of lukewarm to it, and it requires some uh, developing a site. So now I'm taking Udemy classes. Oh, nice! Paid ten bucks for it, and trying to learn to like do web development. And it's been tough the last two weeks because I I've had house guests. Yeah, and my computer's in my room that we use for our guests to sleep in. So I haven't been able to like put the kids to sleep and then like do some lessons. Don't you have a laptop or no? I do, but the thing is like, um, I like my iMac for it because yeah. I need. I'm opening like two windows. I'm like doing the. I'm looking at the, the Chrome website. Yeah. And then also the the actual code. Oh. So if I do it on the laptop, it I can't flip them back and forth and see. I mean, I can flip back and forth, but it's not as. As comfortable to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just an excuse too. <laughs> you can get like a 
you can get you get another monitor or like a portable monitor or something um yeah i don't know it's I, it's just an excuse but <laughs> i i don't know maybe this idea is just like stupid it, it might not do anything but um it, it, it it'll be very inexpensive for me to test out at the most i've spent right now is 10 bucks on udemy yeah for a udemy course that's worth like whatever it is like 300 bucks and I, i'm sure i can find like a really inexpensive hosting site and just try it out yeah, uh, let's, uh, well, let's. We should talk offline about it. I'd be interested to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. I've had two ideas, and then we can also talk on, offline about um, my wife's idea for stories. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sold on it right now, uh, because it's tough for me to like figure out what I. I know what she's trying to get at. It's something similar to Hancock. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, movie? I have. Yeah. yeah. And so you know. These two souls always being linked together through many iterations. Ah, uh, okay, all right. Um, yeah, and there's like another story like that. Uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow, Hawk Girl and Hawk Guy or Hawk Man. Oh right, yeah. like they had like this reincarnation thing going on or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they always had to find each other and all this other stuff. I mean, you know, like I think it was Vonnegut who said. Um, there's only a few kind of storylines. I think he mapped out maybe twenty two, but they're, yes. they're and they're all I've never seen that. yeah, and that that basically that's it, and it's all in the execution, right, and how it's done, yeah. and you know, and and making sure there's authenticity and there's honesty and vulnerability in the work, you know, um, and I mean one thing uh, to go back on to one of the your comments of. So it sounds like you're still learning at this age, and you're in your forties. I mean, so you can still be productive at any age, I think, right? So I mean, you're 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 example of that, and I, I'm I'm an example. I'm in my thirties now, and I I feel like I haven't even started, you know. So, I mean, like, do you feel that way? Do you feel like you can you can still be just as productive as, or or is it kind of a different level, or it's a different different uh, type, or I don't know. Um, and this, I, I hate this word productive too. I you can still be creative. You can still be uh, imaginative. I guess these are be- these are words I like better. But yeah, yeah, I think that's possible because look at um, Miyazaki. Yeah, Miyazaki, great. Yeah, yeah. That guy's never gonna quit. <laughs> he can't stop. Yeah, even though he he's retired what twice already. Yeah, Scorsese's good. And, yeah, yeah, all these yeah these giants. Yeah, Scorsese's another one. I think Kurosawa was like doing a lot of things up until he died. Yeah, some of his last works were pretty pretty bomb. Like Ran, and uh, he did this thing called Dreams. Yeah, yeah. George Miller. This is George Miller, the guy who did the Mad Max. Oh yeah, he he did he make the new one? Yeah. Oh dude, yeah, that Mad Max was dope. Yeah. So uh, it just depends on who you are. And also, it's kind of like reinventing yourself too, like. Um, like keep having that backlog of knowledge but also like you know having um i think being being up uh what's the word i guess utilizing the new technology or the new things that are available now to help make your life easier maybe i I guess is a way to put it you know um Yeah. yeah so um that's cool dude i mean that sounds like you're yeah go ahead yeah as as a writer, maybe I should bounce some ideas off of you for some uh, some other things for like for the restaurant. I, I'm making some uh, 
branded glasses, like beer glasses. Yeah. There, there are these glasses in, that are really popular in the microbreweries down here in San Diego. Yeah. Uh, they look like a beer can, but they're a glass. They're shaped like a beer can. I'll, I'll send you a picture of it. Uh-huh. And I, I came up with a slogan for our first one. And I wanted, I wanted this slogan a long time ago for our t-shirts, but my, <laughs> I couldn't convince everyone that it was a good idea. But uh, yeah. I have to like think of, before I make the t-shirts, I want to make like two or three other slogans. Yeah. Um, Send me an email. I, 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 lo- yeah. I love that kind of stuff. That's, that's fun, dude. Um, yeah, because I, I remember going to this um, cafe in Los Feliz. I think it's called, I think it wasn't Little Dom's. It was something else. But they had like all these shirts, like quitters are, um, rehab is for quitters. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the one I actually purchased, which I don't wear, I, I think I gave that shirt away, but I should have kept it. It says, Jesus is our dishwasher. But basically, it's Jesus is our dishwasher. <laughs> it's a little offensive. It's a little offensive, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought it was pretty funny. And my dog's about to go nuts because my wife just came home. Okay. Well, maybe we'll just keep it as a short episode today. How about that? Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, anything else that you want to talk about? or? Yeah, you should. Like I said, offline. That's my dog. You should definitely go watch I'm Sorry. It's on True TV. I think it's on Amazon. Okay. Totally funny. Really well written. Really well executed. Cool, man. Uh, I guess for me, the... Th- yeah, I think I would say me and Earl and the Dying Girl is is pretty good. I, I like it. There, I, there's some issues. There's some race issues because the Earl's black. I mean, that I'm like okay, like hmm, uh, it's kind of funny, but you know, it's it's fine. Like for the most part, I thought that uh, they they handled like kind of like the the trope of the Dying Girl or the token black friend, you know, fairly well. Um, the main actor I thought could have been a little bit stronger in parts, but overall it was a good movie. Um, what else is a good, yeah. Um, also, oh yeah, did you have any language corner or no? Uh, Let's see. I did, but I don't even remember it. I was thinking, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, here it is. Speaking of grandparents. Yeah. My grandfather used to call all the, the, the grandkids. Yeah. Uh, when he was like, uh, I don't know why he did it. He said, Shopisen. Shopisen is like a Yang Chao slang for little beggar. <laughs> when he, I don't know where he got. I'm sure he got it from his his elders, but he would always call it Shopisen, little beggar. And I guess he meant that in a loving way. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, yeah, little beggars. Oh, okay. Uh, mine for today would be. Uh, let me find it here. Shigan, uh, Shigan is. Um, so I guess it, it's also it's in where's Yang Chao? Is it south or? It's uh, outside of Shanghai. It's about an hour outside of Shanghai. Oh, so it's kind of like what is that? Whoa, uh, east? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I so Fujian uh, the, the south the south the the dialect from there traveled to Taiwan. So Taiwanese. So Shigan is Shijian. Oh. Yeah, Shigan is time, right? And uh, the phrase is be like uh, Okay, I got it. So, Shigan Shitsai Guiliao Jagin. Shigan is Sijian. Shitsai is a Sijai. Guiliao Golai Jagin Hen Kwai. Sijian Sijai Gola Hen Kwai. 
，时间实在过过了加紧。呃、uh, ，basically time really flies. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, all right. That's uh, that's all I got. Thank you so much. Um, thanks for listening, Dan. I I appreciate it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing your stories. I mean, that's um. I, I guess uh, how's your family handling? I guess after the, your uncle, I guess they've been you know getting taking care of affairs and making sure like people are okay about it. Or I guess like, you can't really ever be okay about that something like that. But yeah, I think for the most part they they've um, they've started moving on. Yeah, yeah, that's tough, dude. Um, okay, all right. Um, all right. So yeah, yeah, dance. You started. You want、uh, you want to sign off first? <laughs> yeah. So this is Yin, aka Dan, signing off. And this is uh, uh, Young, aka James, signing off. And、uh, thank you so much. All right, I'll see you. Bye. Bye.